Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it says second-player score? <laughs> You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. All right, so we are back from summer vacation, finally. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We are back. I know we were gone for a few weeks, but here we are once more. Returning with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score, the band. How's everybody doing? Uh, good. Great. Good. Warm. Okay. Yeah. How was your vacation? Uh, it was very nice. Nice. Where'd yeah. you go? We went to um, uh, Niotsu, which is right next to Lincoln City. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Um, was not a good uh, first airbnb experience uh place we went to was uh well it was a place to stay we'll just say that okay but um (laughs) um it's well overpriced for what it was (laughs) it's kind of like going to the radisson or uh paying for the radisson but getting the motel six okay (laughs) all right not that not that you know we go there so we can just hang out at the place that we're staying at but you know still right Anyway, so, but, uh, but anyway, uh, other than that, everything else was cool. Uh, I mean, the weather was great while we were there, and uh, I think we left right in the middle of the, the first summer heat wave here, and we went there, and I, I swear, you know, you hit those, uh, you hit the hills just before you drop into the, like, the, the coast there, and mm-hmm. you could just feel it. We went from uh, 95 going in to uh 67 oh wow when we um when we got to the actual coast Mm -hmm. so it was like wow like in a matter of 20 minutes you know and right before that man the dogs were just dying in the car (laughs) we we got the like ac blasting we're just trying anything we do to keep them cool and uh you could see them like in in 20 minutes it all changed they were like totally fine in the back they yeah. weren't panting or anything they're just oh, like oh, hey. oh wow this is fun yeah. you know <laughs> so yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> right on good deal okay well yeah so um we, we all had a, a little time away from doing this podcast and doing band practice but that doesn't mean we weren't doing nothing we, we still had some things going on some exciting things happened that we will talk about later and uh anyway with you know if you've been listening to this show I almost forgot what we do here, but we uh, we talk about <laughs> a pop punk band or a punk band or a rock band. We talk about something from pop culture and we talk about and drink beer. So um, one thing that happened over the summer break was um, you know, we have we, we put out our EP Beer and Ramen, which we talked about in a previous episode, which had our you know our Japanese language songs, uh, which one of which was a cover of uh, of the theme song from a show called Kikaida, which we'll talk about later, but um, we ended up getting some cool uh, publicity spots in, uh, in Hawaii. And uh, we were on a couple of news programs um, and also on a, on a um, internet, uh, like a news, news bulletin on, on the internet. So, um, blog. Yeah, so, so that, was, uh, that was very cool. And uh, so we, we were going to be 
for this episode, we're going to talk about kind of, uh, it'll be a Hawaii themed episode sort of, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talking about uh, something, you know, some of uh, that, Kikaida and some other stuff. So, uh, so the band for the, um, we're going to talk about a band that um, is uh, one of my favorites. They're on my personal Mount Rushmore of bands that, uh, like, you know, in the beginning for me, it was uh, like Iron Maiden, Metallica, and Billy Joel. Those were the, like the biggest influences on me musically. Mm. And uh, these guys made it onto the Mount Rushmore as number four. Um, they're called the, 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 the Dam Builders. And um, I think their origins are a little bit disputed, but um, they sort of, well, the, the two main founders of the band, uh, Dave Derby and Eric Masanaga, are from Hawaii. Um, they were in a band called the exact tones, which was sort of the precursor to the Dan builders. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if some people say they changed to the Dan builders first or they, cause that, what, what happened was that those two guys moved to Boston and I think that's actually where the Dan builders really kind of originated was in Boston, but oh, it was from God. these two guys who were from, yeah, who were from Hawaii and then, you know, they uh, formed with two, two other musicians, uh, that they met. In Boston, but anyway, uh, you know, one of my absolute all-time favorite bands. They're not pop punk. Um, you know, they're just kind of rock, in indie rock. Um, they have like a lead violin player, which is really cool. And um, I, I actually saw them. Uh, they actually came to play in Hawaii uh, at the Pucks Alley. You know, by, oh, by yeah. UH. Oh and, yeah. Oh my God! It was one of the best live shows I've ever seen. It was so awesome. And um, and anyway, so like, so they have. Uh, I guess they had like a few indie albums out and then uh, they got signed to uh, Electra Records, which I always think like um, from Hawaii, there really haven't been any like rock bands to really kind of make it big, so to speak. Like I think there's Poi Dog Pondering, but I don't really consider them like a rock rock band. I mean, yeah, they're, they're a little yeah. more kind of world music. And then I guess there was Pepper, maybe? Yeah, but they're like punk but they're ska. they're like punk ska, yeah, kind of that <clears> thing. But yeah, but like so... So the dam builders are not technically from Hawaii, but I think they're the closest thing we have to, a, you know, just a pure rock band, uh, you know, getting signed to a major label. And I mean, you know, they didn't sell millions and millions of records, but you know, they were, they were on MTV. They had a, they had a big hit on MTV, uh, like in the nineties, you know, by the way, the dam builders, um, they were, their heyday was, you know, back in like the early nineties, you know, they, they no longer, they broke up a long time ago, but, um, um, but they you know, they have a legacy that lasts till today. I think, at least for me, <laughs> and for a lot of their fans. Anyway, so um, you know they were a staple on uh, 120 Minutes. Remember mm, that? Yeah. Oh, cool. The show on MTV. Um, yep. You know, so they're a single off of their album Encendador uh, called Shrine was was a fixture on 120 Minutes on MTV for a while. So that was you know that was you know that was a pretty you know, decent hit for them. And uh, they released uh, two more albums on Elektra. They had uh, Ruby Red and against the stars and to me the fact that they were not i think we talked about like you know like the fact that husker du was not you know bigger than they were was is a crime right the fact that the damblers were not bigger than they were is also a crime <laughs> i i really yeah. think because no they had really uh-huh. good um, mm-hmm. so good and just you know they had a they had their own sound you know they, they you know they they had the uh um uh unique but familiar formula, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Their, their own style, their own sound, but it still sounded, you know, it sounded good. It sounded, yeah. You know, like um, you know, you, you could tell it was them. You know, when they came on, you knew that it was them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, um, when they put out against the stars, you know, their third major label album. You know, they had their own 
you know they, they made up this own uh, like uh, like spaceman style which I thought was really cool yeah yeah I could picked up that ethereal vibey dreamy yeah like, and they even and had every like, track has that they even had a wardrobe thing to go with it oh shit where you know, <laughs> on, the, on the album cover they all dressed up in like this kind of spaceman motif and it was just so cool um, I, I love these guys so much um, uh, Dave Derby actually you know the, the singer bassist mm-hmm. uh, I actually uh, um, I think I, I cold emailed him like back in the day about like when I was in uh, my band in Hawaii I actually, I actually emailed him about like doing a, a show with my band and like I, I would ask I asked him like to get the damn builders back together and we could do a show together in Hawaii and uh, he actually said, hey, that sounds like a good idea. Whoa, we got a response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice. we actually had a little email correspondence going for a while, which is really cool. Uh, the, the show never came to be. Um, I can't really remember why, but, um, but yeah, you know, the fact that we were, you know, we had some correspondence was cool. Um, like he went on to do a solo career and his solo albums are also amazing. Uh, I, I, have, I have them all. And he's, he's a very talented guy. Uh, I guess he does like, he lives in New York now, and he does like um, uh, like pr- music production and recording, and he's done some soundtrack work and stuff like that. So um, and some other things with you know other people, other collaborations and stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that we did this because then I got to uh, expose you guys to one of my uh, one of my favorite artists. So mm-hmm. um, that, did you do you want to check them out? And oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, went through their entire playlist on um, at like during work. Okay. It was actually like it got me in a weird like vibey like like I was like just bolting parts onto this fixture. I'm like, ah, I'm kind of chill about this, you know. Like it's supposed to be like a hustle bustle kind of environment, but you're like, oh, I'm I'm just pretty chill, you know. <laughs> like listening to Kill Holly Day and <laughs> slow mo Kikaida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm I'm down. I, I like that sound, you know. Mm. That I I can't say that I ever knowingly listened to them, you know, back in the day when they were you know together uh i would be surprised though if i didn't and just didn't remember it or didn't know who they were at the time Mm -hmm. um because i listen to that i'm like oh yeah i listen to this kind of stuff all the time Mm -hmm. you know back in the day so yeah it fit right into my likes and and was very easy to listen to them um and i have no surprise whatsoever that they were on a 120 minutes yeah uh i mean they're perfect for that right yeah. I, and yeah i mean surprising that they're not more popular than they were but you know what's interesting is i mean they are you know they haven't been together in like for fucking years but uh man they still generate over 1500 monthly listeners is that right yeah yep is that what you saw on spotify uh-huh. okay yeah so yeah i was like well that's it's not too bad for like like zero activity, right? You mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. that you have that many people listening to you still. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would just put that on a loop and find a lazy river and just get lost, right? You mm. know. Just <laughs> yeah. So I'm down. Yeah, I'm down so, with these guys. Yep, one of my uh, one of my all time favorite bands. So, um, oh, by the way, like that uh, Kill Holiday song. But I mean, that's that was one of Dave's like based on his childhood experiences <laughs> as, as a white <laughs> as a white kid growing up in Kali. <laughs> Oh, Kalihi? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, crazy shit goes down in Kalihi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, um, yeah, so cool. Uh, I'm glad I had, I'm, I'm glad we had this chance to, uh, you know, force you guys to listen to the damn bill. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's but, a good pick. I like them. I like them. Right on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so so check check out their back catalog, uh, the Dam Builders from Boston. 
Boston accent. Park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's right. go hit some waves, howlies. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving on to uh, the pop culture section of the show, it, we're we're gonna like segue right into that because uh, um, they were also um, they were also fans of the band. Uh, I'm sorry, of the show uh, Kikaida, you know, which is why they wrote that song Slow Mo Kikaida. Uh, you know, Dave's part of our generation, yeah. And growing up in Hawaii, so you know, so he he was he was also was a fan of the show. Anyway, Kikaida is a uh, Japanese um, like a superhero show. It's uh, called it's of a genre called tokusatsu, which is uh, like you know heavy special effects. Although in the in, in the early seventies, the effects weren't that special, but I guess for the time for the time they were <laughs> yeah. for the time it was. But um, but yeah. So so our cover of the theme song from that. Um, you know, like I said, uh, got some you know publicity in in in, in Hawaii, and uh, because uh, the show um, was a uh, big hit in Hawaii in the early '70s, and it um, it's 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 from Japan and it debuted uh, 50 years ago. We actually put out the song to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the show's debut in Japan, but um, a couple of years later in uh, in Hawaii it. Uh, went on the air there and then it, it became a huge hit uh you know especially among like kids you know our, our age we all you know fell in love with it um I, I told this story when i was doing the news interviews that when i was uh, in kindergarten i spontaneously volunteered to sing the theme song for the class i don't know why i don't know <laughs> i mean that was not part of the uh the lesson plan for the day but for some reason i just felt compelled to do that and um uh, so I, I guess subconsciously, I think that's kind of what started uh, my uh, my career as a performing musician because there was that, and then the fact that um, uh, the uh, Kikaido was an android who had a human form, and then when he was in human form, he would appear uh, like standing on top of a building or a water tower, you know, playing a guitar to announce his announce his presence to the monsters. And so I think that was kind of a, a subconscious uh, thing there that uh, just kind of stuck with me through the years. Um, because you know, later on, I ended up playing guitar and singing in a band. So, um, it, you know. Anyway, uh, I forced you guys to go and check out some episodes. I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I own the whole series, the whole all forty three episodes on DVD, and you know, I I, I did a recent rewatch uh, as we were you know as we were recording the you know the song for the EP. But um, I, what what are your what are your guys' impressions of it? Um, I, I guess very indicative of things I watched back then, you know, um, I never saw Kakaida. I don't know if it ever made it to uh, the Bay Area. I don't think it did. That's where I was at the time. But we watched uh, similar shows like uh, Ultraman, mm -hmm. uh, Spectre Man, and those were huge, like huge, huge hits with like all my friends and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We watched that. So watching this was, uh, you know, just kind of like going back to that time and um revisiting childhood uh so yeah it was fun mm -hmm. watching that i it's interesting i mean because you look at this and you're kind of like eh, whatever you know but you think back about it and i mean at the time that this came out i mean it was a big fucking deal you know and like you said like the special effects eh, just okay but at the time big fucking deal right yeah. like and as kids i mean we we never spotted any of the like cheesiness or any of that i mean it it was real to us, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, you thought that was <coughs> that was the real thing. So, 
Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have seen this back then because, man, I think I would have been just as starstruck by it as I was uh, <laughs> like Ultraman. <laughs> I loved Ultraman, dude. Mm-hmm. That was like crazy good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I look at it now and I'm like, eh, it's okay. But back then, oh, wow. You just couldn't find anything better. Sure. Right. You know? So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, that, and that was kind of like the predecessor to, Kikaido was like the predecessor to shows like Ultraman, right? Actually, I think Ultraman was uh, before. Uh, Ultraman is like way more popular in Japan uh-huh. know, than, than Kikaido. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Ultraman has been around longer. I'm not not, not 100% sure on that, but it has it has a much longer legacy and right. more more popular in Japan. Mm. Um, not as much so in Hawaii. Like we had Ultraman, but um, we actually had Ultra 7, which was more pop more popular than, oh, okay. than Ultraman, you know, yeah. one of one of the other Ultras. Um, yeah, there's so many versions, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultra 7 was more 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 popular in Hawaii, but um, but I, I you know I think the reason why it's it's the Kikaida struck such a chord, and I, I said this on our on the interviews on the news program, is that um, you know there was just kind of this underlying um, tragedy, this you know kind of sadness to it, or or like a darkness to it, because um, like Kikaida the android, um, he was he was actually built you know as part of a like you know so this is organ this this evil terrorist organization and called dark dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they, original they kidnapped <laughs> this uh, this scientist to you know force him to build you know, killer robots for them. And so like, you know, Kikaida was a project that he was, you know, he pretended to build Kikaida as another one of their killer robots, but he secretly implanted like what's, what was called a conscience circuit into, into Kikaida, which would, you know, help him be good. The circuit was, wasn't completed. It was incomplete. So like, um, Kikaida or Jiro was his human form. He still had to struggle, you know, with, uh, you know, with the, with the pull of, you know, of evil kind mm-hmm, of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, so, so there was, you know, so the whole thing was, you know, there was a struggle of, you know, him, you know, inside of him, to, you know, the conflict between good and evil and the conflict of like wanting to be human. Like at the, you know, he had a couple of opportunities to have his conscience circuit, uh, completed and, you know, therefore he would just be immune to the pull, you know, to the dark side kind of thing. But he actually refused because he wanted to be, you know, he want, he had this desire to be human, to be mm-hmm. flawed kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, you know, so I think that's. You know, that was that was part of the uh, you know like kind of the the depth to the character which I think you know, even as kids we could sense that it was you know there, you know there's something more going on here than just you know monster of the week you know invincible good guy kind of yeah. thing you know that kind of thing uh-huh, there was this uh-huh. underlying you know, it, it was good character work and I think even as a kid even if we didn't understand it you know like you know, te- you know from a from a technical writing standpoint we understood it you know just we kind of had instinctually we could kind of feel that oh you know there's more going on here there's a kind of a depth to it mm-hmm. and um yeah, so that, that origin story was actually so good that they borrowed it for Mega Man. <laughs> the Capcom cop, that's Mega Man's origin story. He was created by Dr. Light. Well, he was his assistant. Then he turned him, Dr. Light, huh, to fight other robots. <laughs> I mean, so that's pretty much like repeated. It was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I didn't even realize that. So I rewatched the first episode. I'm like, dude, this is Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is so Mega Man. Because even like that doctor died and all this stuff. And I'm like, but this is perfect. I can see why they used it. And then mm-hmm. like seeing how that spawned all these other things too. It was like, it felt like watching Power Rangers all over again. Because mm-hmm. like Kikaido was playing on KIKU, but I had to read it. And I was at the age where subtitles were just a chore. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was watching all the Saban's Power Rangers and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then. 
then rewatching all the older Kikaida stuff, just watching the stunts and the special effects, like when they plow through, uh, like he's on his sidecar bike and they're plowing through some kind of barrier. Mm-hmm. It doesn't perfectly break. He's dragging pieces with it, and they're like, "Oh shit!" You can see these little things happening, <laughs> or like, like, like the the beginning fire scene when the whole lab starts to burn. Mm-hmm. That was pretty damn dangerous. If you look at it, they they used real shit. Like, yeah. There's real flames going on in there, and it's like it's the seventies. I'm sure there was some safety things involved, but it's a lot more dangerous than they are now. Yeah, you know? yeah, there was a, yeah, a lot less. Uh, precautions back then. Yeah, yeah. stuntmen were stuntmen because they were really putting their lives on. Right, oh, you're, exactly. you're using like much more practical effects. You can't, you right. can't CGI your way out of it, kind of. Thing, right. So. Yeah. Like, don't step on that firework. You're gonna like James Hetfield yourself, man. It's <laughs> like you, you got to know exactly where you are, and boom, boom, it all went off. And I prefer that kind of stuff because there's mm-hmm. a sense of element of like real element of danger. You can right. sense it, you can feel it in the takes, and you're like pretty cool. And you're walking around with ridiculous looking costumes, like. I'm still like cracking up every time I see that mantis in the backseat of the bug. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They, they put him here? Like, what? <laughs> he's doing his, all his lines and shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he's barely able to move. And I'm like, oh, this poor guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny, too, because like with the, uh, and when, you know, with some of the costumes, you know, they have the little eye holes in the eyes yep, so yep. the actors can see through it. And then, like, I think I don't know if we talked about this before, but um, like Ultraman, you know, he had those eye holes too. Yeah. And then when they when they made the Ultraman uh, reboot recently with the, the you know the animated version, the anime Ultraman, uh-huh. um, they they went to like the characters they went to this uh, like a museum dedicated to the original Ultraman, and they had a big statue of him, and he had the little eye holes. He had them. Nice, yeah. nice <laughs> eye holes. Yeah, they, they, they kind of did a little meta reference and built that into the actual, you know, the new show kind of thing. So, yeah, I remember when Power Rangers came out. I never watched it, but uh, I remember when it came out, and, and uh, I just remember, like, oh, you little kids, you, you know nothing. <laughs> I was like, Power Rangers. I watched Ultraman, you little punks. Well, and, and Power Rangers itself was uh, uh, based on uh, something called Goranja, five rangers uh-huh. fr- that originated in Japan. They, mm-hmm. they kind of borrowed. Yeah. Oh, no, Saban I, I definitely had off. the yeah. feeling that there was some borrowing going on when, I, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I, I like my uh, nieces and nephews were of that age at the time. And so they watched it, mm-hmm. you know, so I knew what it was and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, That's I, Oh, tired. Oh, I mean, these kids, though, I mean, they got so into it. I know uh, my nephew uh, regretted at one point um, getting too into it because he was, uh, I think, four or five, and he ran out into the street while we were talking uh, in the driveway. And my sister says, you better get back up here right now. Get out of the street. And he looks at her, and she, he, like goes into some like fight stance like he's a power ranger and she just gets this look on her face and starts marching out to him <laughs> and he crumbled like a leaf <laughs> he just like crumpled up no 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 <laughs> it's like well there we go that's how you learn that life is not power ranger i thought you were gonna say he was gonna hit, hit by a car or something no. <laughs> i know it's like whoa that escalates quickly man yeah. <laughs> like no 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 he didn't get hit by okay a car. well thank no you he just found out that that power rangers was not real Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Do you remember that that VR Troopers also by Saban? They only had half a season because they didn't have any more footage to rip off from Japan. <laughs> Is that right? Yep, yep. <laughs> right after um the Power Rangers. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, but there were like three. As same setup, but they had like instead of 
power super suit they had like robot suits mm. kind of but and they resembled some of them resembled kikaida yeah huh. no, what like, blows like me the half face and all that oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah what blew me away was that uh last week when you're like having the um having the garage sale and there was uh kikaida stuff involved yeah i went back for that and it turns out that was never supposed to be out there in the first place oh really yeah uh. yeah <laughs> also the sense of like you know just parents putting things out and then like then the right. i guess her son eventually came back with, with his kid and then he's like his um somehow i think the grandson started playing with these figures and like oh what's that and you're like what 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 why is this all out yeah you're not supposed back. to sell this <laughs> yeah so yeah, it was all taken back. So I was like, oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> you know, I should have just bought it when I had the chance. But at the same time, I don't want to be that guy buying someone else's right, like yeah. Megazord because I would be devastated if someone right. bought mine. Right. Like right. I, right. I gave it to my cousin as a hand me down. Like this better stay in the family, kid. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. So. Uh, so that is Kikaida, um, also known on the mainland as Kikaider. Kikider. <laughs> Kikider, which to me just sounds like an abomination, but that's, that's what it's known <laughs> as you know, on the mainland. But um, but it is Kikaida. So um, so I think most of the episodes are still available on YouTube. I think some of them maybe they took down, but um, uh, you can actually go to, this is an unpaid advertisement. You can go to generationkikaida.com and they sell all the stuff. They have they have the rights to like to all the, you know, the shows and the merchandise and everything so you can get you know you can get dvds and whatnot from them i i am a frequent customer of theirs <laughs> and so and uh and they liked us on facebook or yeah uh, you know they yeah, they, they posted cool. they posted our thing so yeah, yeah it was cool so yeah so um yeah so definitely check out if, if you're into that kind of thing um you know the old old if you're into Power Rangers or only yeah, that kind of uh you know that superhero live action superhero stuff that is not the MCU or, you know, or something like that. Then, uh, yeah, so go, go check that out. But anyway, um, okay. So moving on to the beer, I decided that we're going to have a sort of Hawaii themed episode. So, uh, for the beer, I got something from Kona brewing and which is weird because I like, I think like I was wondering we must have done like lots of Kona room because I, I drink Kona stuff all the time but turns out we only did one we only did the big wave golden ale yeah, I was gonna say I know we oh. did the golden ale but. yeah but we haven't done anything else uh, I just I just seemed like that because like I said I drink their beer all the damn time and so I, I uh, for this one I picked up their uh, Kona light blonde ale which uh, is you know is a light beer it's like 99 calories, only 4.2% alcohol. Um, it, it says it's made with like uh, with mango. So I thought, you know, Dan is a fan okay, that of makes mango. Sense. Yeah. So, that makes sense now because, I mean, I'm like, what am I tasting in here, you know? But there we go. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, this is very easy drinking. Like, if you want a light beer, like, don't drink the shitty light beers. Drink this. Right? <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's very good. easy uh, and... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I like all their stuff. I, they have like this IPA mix box that I always get. Um, but yeah, they they make good stuff. And um, the the funny thing, I, I was re- I was reading up on them, and like you know they, you know they started out in Kona, you know on on the Big Island, and but um, they actually now they have a partnership with Widmer here in Portland oh, okay. to produce. So you know the, so the beer their beer that we find around here is actually brewed by Widmer. Oh, um, but like. They have this very rigid um, 
uh, I don't know, like quality process that they go through with with, with their partnership with Widmer, where they actually um, like send them a formula for the water where they have to like add certain minerals to the water to make it taste like water from Hawaii. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Water is a big deal with, uh, with beer. That's why some places it's amazing and other places, you know, you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. so is that why like, do we have good water in Pacific Northwest? Is that why a lot of brewers are up here or? Um, well, my guess is that the the love of beer probably has to do with the uh, fact this is one of the few places in the world you can grow hops, you know. Oh, it's like, that. Well, yeah, I think like 80% of the world's hops are grown in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, shit, I had no idea. Yeah, so I think that's probably more the connection, but I have heard like there are some places where beer is brewed and it's just really like excellent beer and some of these places will attribute it to the water that they have there. Mm. Um, I think the same thing with, um, is it uh, maybe Jack Daniels? They attribute something to like the, you know, the flavor of their whiskey or something. It's them or maybe a different whiskey. Anyway, it's something about where they allocate the water from. Mm. They say, you know, it's really good. But, but yeah, I know that when uh, I took, um, you know, in all brewing class years and years ago um, here, the teachers there were saying, like, just the tap water here is amazing. Like, like we could just, you can just make beer right from the tap. We don't have to do anything to it. No additives, no nothing. It's good to go. And they said that is not an easy thing to find. Is wow. that what you use when you make yours, your beer? Yeah. Just tap mm-hmm. water? Yeah. So, yeah. so they don't fluorinate the water or put any weird stuff? Well, or? I mean, they do, but I mean, you know, that's, I I don't think it's, that, that kind of thing is going to be that big of an issue. Because mm, you, you can just cook it out. Well, mm. I mean, you, yeah, you boil the crap out of the beer, so most of the stuff gets boiled out. But yeah, the different mineral contents and things like that, it has a, a big effect on, on uh, you know, the water. I know that, mm. like, like you'd take um, just... Just the water that I drink, you know, I, I use filtered water. We use, we have like a Brita mm-hmm. and then I add like, um, potassium and magnesium and a little sodium to it, like for, as electrolytes oh, okay. and the flavor is so different. It's so much better. Like club soda. Well, it's not just carbonation. Like club soda has minerals added to it. It tastes really good. You know, I mean, that's why it tastes the way that it does. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, that they had that that way because that that could you you could have uh, you could use the water here with no additives at all and end up getting a completely different tasting beer mm. than and but everything else is the same. Mm. So I could I can definitely see why they would do that. Yeah, pretty, wow, pretty interesting. When I found yep. it out. I mean, yeah, it makes me want to like next time I go home, I'm just gonna bring like ten gallons of water back just to see what you'll do with it. <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in Tahoe, that's what people would do. They would they would bring gallon jugs. Oh no way! Really? And they would fill them up at wherever they were staying, like right out. Because the, the water tap. in Tahoe was supposed to be. Oh, dude, it is fucking amazing. Oh, I, like, I had something original going. Nope. Yeah. Like 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 right out of the tap. It is so good. I I mean, it's just fucking amazing. Like you could just be filling up bottles of water right out of the tap, package them up, sell them. For a bazillion dollars, people would do it. It's like best tasting water I've ever, ever had, ever. 
and no filtering, no nothing, just right out of Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I think they process it to some degree, but sure, it is really good. So, yeah, I would like to brew with that. Mm, I well, I did once. I brewed one batch of beer when I lived in Tahoe, but it was so long ago, I don't. And I didn't know shit about brewing back then. <laughs> I, 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 there was, I remember it was so bad. It was like, there was so much like gunk and stuff at the bottom of the bottle. Oh no. Oh yeah. It was, it was a way different time. I don't even think they knew about like, you know, now we use, uh, they call it Irish moss, but it's, uh, it's just seaweed mm-hmm. and you use that and it, and it gets all kind of the gunk and stuff out and settles it out. So your mm. beer's clarified and stuff. I don't even think they knew about that at the time. Like, really? yeah, it was just. Brewing was a whole different experience than what it is now. Hmm. So it was definitely something that you did. It was a labor of love, and you drank it because you made it. Right. And it's really good. (laughs) But it wasn't the kind of thing like your buddies necessarily want to come over and drink with you. Sure. You know? So, yeah, it was a different experience back then. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. So so this is the uh, Kona Light Blonde Ale from Kona Brewing Company. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think uh, we've actually come to the end of the episode of Second Player Speaks. It's good to be back. Um, uh, li- wa- listen to the Dam Builders. Uh, watch Kikaida uh, and uh, drink uh, anything from Kona Brewing Company, really. And uh, what do we usually do at the end? I forget. And go to, and go to <laughs> secondplayerscore.com. Yes, that's right. Second and, and go score. listen to our version of Kikaida's theme song. Yeah, and yes. be in the video. Be in the video. Oh, Just yeah, that's right. Record yeah. yourself lip syncing to it. We already got a bunch of people on board. Jump on board. Yeah. Anything goes. Yeah, you have you have to, to the end of the month. This is coming out on, when do we do these now? I forget already. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday. And we're, we're publishing this episode on Tuesday, what, the 19th, yeah. I think? And mm-hmm. um, so if you're hearing it in time, you know, by the end of July, uh, just record yourself uh, lip syncing along to our uh, our cover version of the Kikaida theme song and send it to us and or you know just contact us through our website we'll, we'll figure out all the details but anyway um, yeah so we are a band we do music but we also do a bunch of other cool stuff we have uh, books and um, comic books and Kyle's a DJ and Dan's a Twitch streamer and all that kind of good things. So um, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and I also again at Second Player Score dot com it's good to be back in the swing of things and we will be back with another episode of this show next week so all right aloha see you okay see you you've been listening to the second player speaks podcast with second player score Oh